The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and I'm joined by Dabin Mitch Crumpetich. How are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. Uh, that's a Letter Kenny shout out. That could maybe be a non-sports plug, but we're gonna st- we're starting the show off with it. Watch oh, yeah. Letter Kenny on Hulu. It's yes, absolutely hilarious. So funny. But this week we're gonna be talking about some things we'd like to see out of the Suns for the rest of the season here, since the All Star break is passed. Then we'll do some game recaps, talk about the upcoming games, and then obviously the famous non-sports plug. <laughs> famous now, huh? Yeah, very. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at SunnyInPHXPod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. Okay, let's get right into it. This has been a terrible season. It's been a rough one to watch. We thought things were going to be going a little differently this year after last year, but, you know, we're, we're back in that same boat. So, we got to look for a bright spot here. Let's talk about some things that we want to see out of the team for the rest of the season. So I'll start off with the obvious one, and that's DeAndre Ayton just really turning it on. And he came out and said, I'm going to take over for the rest of the season. Do I like hearing that? Yeah, I guess. But the fifth time you hear it and nothing changes, just do it then. I don't know. It's, It's getting kind of annoying at this point. All the talk and 11 wins. Ooh, wow. You know, it's probably a good thing that he's saying these things in Phoenix while we're terrible and no one talks about us much in the first place because after coming out and saying that he's let the team run their plays and that he's going to take over now, and then he goes out and he didn't shoot the ball 10 times in that game. I, and then people will back it up by saying, oh, that we don't have a point guard that can pass him the ball. But I think coming into this season with a guy like Booker on the team, Aiton was going to have to earn his shots, get earn his plays, or grab offensive rebounds and go back up with him if he wants to dominate. Right. He's not doing it on the defensive end. He's a solid rebounder, but he's not dominating the glass either. It's really disappointing hearing him say this stuff and then come out and throw out a you know, a decent game. He looked okay, but that's the get-out-of-bed double-double mentality, it seems like. Right. And obviously we have a lot of problems, and it's not just Aiton or anything like that, but you would like to see him say something like this at the beginning of the season and then actually take over and step it up on defense. I'm just thinking about... At the beginning of the season when Igor did that talk for the season ticket holders and I went and I was so excited because he said DeAndre needs to be in contention for defensive player of the year. Yeah, he does. He needs to be. But he's not playing defense really at all sometimes. It's super frustrating. Now, under a block and under a steal per game this season, that's that's nothing. How How do you average less than one block per game when you're that tall and that athletic? 
Now, I know I have said some controversial things about blocks in the past <laughs> and have misspoke before. I don't mean to call myself out, but I have. I think it's reasonable to say DeAndre Ayton should average at least one block per game. No, that's that's absolutely reasonable. And then we have our backup center, Holmes, is averaging over a block per game and. How many minutes less than Aiton? Right. I mean, he can get it done. And I mean, the other night he had a couple really nice blocks. He tossed one off the glass, and he he knows his role down in the paint. He, he knows does. how to he knows how to rotate. He knows how to. You Aiton seems so glued to his guy, and he just gets lost Warren in that effects. rotation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when both those guys are on the court, oh, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, and it's we've talked about this so much, but I'll bring it up again. It's these switches that really kill us because Aiton gets glued to... The example I always give is Darren Collison. I clearly remember we played the Pacers at home, the last time we played that, them at home, and I talked to someone who was sitting around me, and I said, I swear I'm going to lose it if DeAndre Aiton gets stuck on Darren Collison at any point tonight. And like the first offensive sequence for the Pacers, they... Screen and roll, Darren Collison, because Oladipo was out in that game, and Aiton gets stuck on him and gets burned immediately. And you can insert any point guard on any team. That's what happens. He gets so stuck, he doesn't know how to switch back ever. Ugh. Okay, so Aiton says he wants to dominate. I'd like to see him dominate. Do it, yes. But we, we've got to take some sort of baby step. What, what would you like to see out of Aiton? I think what I'd like, though... 10 shots per game, no matter what. Yeah, put them up. Go 0 for 10. Go 0 for 10. Like, maybe shoot closer to 15 times per game. I want to see Booker and Aiton have pretty much equal shots per game. Yeah, I would like to see Aiton get to the free throw line more as well, which will come if he shoots more. Well, yeah. And, you know, in this Hawks game from the other night, Mm -hmm. we had one free throw. We shot one free throw going into the fourth quarter or maybe partially through the third it was pretty tough we we were getting some buckets inside too so i i don't want to say that you know some of the times we just heave up threes and contested mid-range jumpers and we don't earn it right but it was a tough one i don't want to say the refs screwed us over because we don't deserve to win games at this point no matter what right so. right but Otherwise, for Mayton, though, I do want to see him shoot more. I want to see him rotate better on defense. I just want to see him live up to hashtag bully season. Yeah, like, that, it seems like a seriously. joke. It seems it, like a joke right does. now. It does. I mean, it's... I don't know if he needs to change his hashtag or just to <laughs> actually start playing better. I think he's got to start playing better. You know, yeah, you see so many better. centers... When they bust it down the middle of the lane on the fast break, and then they seal a guy off and make it known that they're wide open right under the rim, Mm -hmm. that's what I want to see. Then if you don't pass him the ball, you look like an idiot. That gets Mm -hmm. noticed. He's not fighting for position when we're not throwing him the ball down low. He's not. And then how often does he settle for a mid-range jumper? Too often. I will give him credit. He's been doing much better at the transition game. And he moves a lot better than a lot of other big men. Um, yeah, you know there was a series or there was a sequence. 
I forget which game it was, but it was a week or two ago where he got a steal and he took it all the way down the other end of the court. And it's like, okay, think about anyone else, his position doing that. Like, okay, Embiid could do that, but Rudy Gobert couldn't do that. Or, like, you're not ever going to see Brooke Lopez do that. Or, like, I don't know. Right. Like, he looked pretty smooth for, he that, did. He for did. a play like that for a so, seven-footer. Yeah, sure. that's impressive. I think the other thing, I just want to see him work a little bit on um, – you talk about like settling for the mid-range jumpers the mid-range game we all know is not the most effective and he can shoot that but i would like to see him work on some post moves when he gets the ball in the high post i'd like to see him back some guys down get into the low post make a little move you know if if he's really saying he these guys have had their chance to run their plays like that's what he needs to do when he gets the ball in the high post back someone down assert your dominance hog it yeah like i wouldn't be mad i wouldn't either it's think again, how many guys on twitter and reddit complain about some of the shots that booker takes down the stretch of the game right someone's got to do it someone's got to step up and yeah. pull it yep i don't get mad at that i'd love to see Aiden do that yeah but I guess, in general, I want to see Aiton work a little bit more on some post moves. Just, you know, th- this season is lost. So develop something. Try some new stuff. Yep, would love to see just any sort of post action compared to starting heaving up threes. I mean, how? And, well, yeah. How many times have you seen Aiton do a pump fake in the post? I don't no. think I've ever seen him do it. He makes his move, and if it's not there, he gets rid of it. Right. And I'm going to go back to Holmes once again. Look at the patience that guy has. Right. When he catches the ball right under the rim, guys are flying by. He's getting bodied, but he waits until everyone's flown past and he knows he has an advantage. Mm-hmm. And he's he's good under the rim. I love he that. Yes, he is. And, I mean, Holmes does this too, and it can be a little bit frustrating because he's not great at it, but I like that he tries, and sometimes it works. But making a little move, driving just a little bit from that high post or, you know, when he gets the ball even a little bit closer to the three-point three, three point line, turns around, takes a dribble or two, gets to the rim. It doesn't always look pretty, but it works sometimes. I'd like to see Aiden do that. Holmes can slow down a little bit on that, but yeah, Aiden could do something like that. Absolutely. Okay, so another one I'd really like to see is, you know, I've – been in love with Melton and Bridges on the defensive end this year, mm-hmm. but I'd really like to see some consistency out of them in the offensive game. And you know what? Maybe I don't even need consistency. Maybe even just one huge game. I want to see him get hot, mm-hmm. get going. Maybe that sparks some confidence moving forward. But they have the tools to score some buckets in the NBA. Right. I, I just think it'd be nice to see get Mikel going in some sort of rhythm from here on out. Yeah, that would be really nice. Their defense has been awesome. Like, there's there's no denying that. Love what they can do. And I said this last week, too, that I would like to see Mikhail Bridges in the Rising Stars game. And David mentioned, like, that's probably not going to happen just because he's not very offensive. And, like, guys don't get chosen to be in the Rising Stars game because they're good at defense. Which I understand, but why can't Bridges be chosen? You know, he's had some 20-point games this season. If he had a few more of those, I don't see why he couldn't be in the Rising Stars game. Like, that, I, I think that should be his goal. 
I would love to see him just hit a few more threes and make a little bit more of an impact on offense. Yeah, and these are two guys that really you, you don't really draw up plays for, so that's right. a thing that really they're not going to be getting huge, putting up huge numbers because right. of their roles. Right. But, you know, one of those nights where the shot's fallen, I'd like to see some heat checks out of them, you know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of heat checks, I would like to see Josh Jackson continue to learn to play a little bit smarter. I think that he has really improved on that this season, and we saw what he did at the beginning of the season where he was just completely out of control and it didn't work. And we heard people say, you know, James Jones said he's around Booker and Aiton, these guys who can create for themselves, and that's really not Jackson's game. He was trying to do a little bit too much, and then he settled into his role a little bit more. I'd like to see him continue to make some better decisions. And I think... The thing I'd really love to see, and I know this is a lot to ask for, when Josh Jackson gets a, a defensive rebound and there's any semblance of a path to the rim on the other end, he never passes. Josh Jackson is shooting, and he knows that the minute he gets that rebound. I'd like to see Josh Jackson pass in the fast break when when necessary. Yeah, it's almost like a Russ Westbrook thing yep, when yep. you see him get the rebound and the head goes down yep. and he shifts it up another gear. You know he's going straight to the rim. Yep. I I like that if Josh happened to finish like Russ or could get to the line as often <laughs> right, as Russ right. did, or shoot even shoot free throws. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of things that Jackson needs to improve on to become a a, a more solid rotation player on this team. Oh, it's so tough because, you know, if you look through this team, I think two, maybe three guys are getting the minutes in the NBA that they deserve. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone's getting more. Oh, way, you know, way too many. Yeah. I'd say Booker probably and Aiton probably and then probably Warren. Otherwise, I'd argue that everyone else is getting too many NBA minutes at right. this point. Well, and with TJ being hurt, that's been a whole yeah. issue, which I don't know what that's going to look like because I saw the last update I saw was he had soreness, ankle or knee soreness. And he was like, which, fine. I don't, like at this point in the season, it really doesn't matter. But last week, David and I talked about Devin Booker like, is he going to get shut down for the rest of the season because of an injury? I'm wondering, you know, what are we going to do with TJ? Is, is like, is he just going to be out with right knee soreness? Also, congratulations to TJ. He got his uh, number retired at NC State. That was Yeah, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. But I, I feel like TJ is the kind of guy that would want to play and would be pretty upset with getting shut down for the season. But, yeah. I mean it is way more beneficial at this point for us to not play him. Yeah, and something more in the limelight with Williamson at Duke blowing out his Nikes and spraining his right. knee. Right, yeah. You think about that, but then look at the Suns. There's really no point to Warren playing for the rest of the year. Warren's under contract for next year. He's not going to be making any more money. He's not fighting for a contract. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'd be kind of slow to come back at this point too, and I'm sure the front office doesn't mind either at this point, hoping that we 
get one of those top three best odds, which aren't even that great anymore. Right. And I'm going to say, I'm probably going to say this every episode until the draft, so get ready. If we don't have the one pick, we need to trade that pick. I'm with one or two. See, I like Ja Morant. I do. But I would rather trade it for an established point guard. Yeah, depending on the return, I, I definitely trade it. But I'm intrigued with Morant at this point. Yeah, I, I think he's really good. I do. But I go back to what James Jones said, that we don't need to get any younger. And yeah. we need more established guys. And you draft on potential. John Moran is a great example of drafting on potential. Being at a smaller school, he's got yep. some highlight plays. I mean, we, we've we seen this before. I mean, this is, I hate to even say this, but this is a Marquise Chris situation. Ooh. UW is a bigger school, obviously. but And I think Morant's been playing a little longer, but we see some big highlight plays. Otherwise, you don't hear a ton. I could see it happening. I mean, that's worst case scenario. I mean, Marquise Chris is worst case scenario for basically any NBA player. But <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Well, okay, I guess there's been worse but did you know that jamal crawford is old enough to be the father of like eight players on the (laughs) roster well yeah he's 38 and the majority of our players are like 20 out like average of 20 or 21 so oh i think it's closer to like 22 or 23 but still okay yeah think about it weird to think about (laughs) that is weird it's okay (laughs) Yep. Uh, here, okay, I have something just to say to Suns fans for the rest of the season here that I'd like to see. I want to see everybody really pump the brakes on Kelly Oubre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am not a fan of Oubre. You're not. And unless we're moving Warren, Jackson, or Bridges, there's absolutely no way we're bringing this guy back. Yeah. Unless like... he signs some kind of crazy cheap deal. Well, he's saying I all these great things that. about Phoenix. Like, are you that dedicated, bro? Do you want to come back for five million a year? Let's yeah. see what happens. I'll say I love Ubre. He seems like a great person. Um, uh, he, he's he's a good three point shooter. Decent, maybe not good, but decent. Um, I I think the the excitement has worn down a little bit because he had some pretty good games. <laughs> Um, he's on my fantasy team, so I kind of watch because of that. And uh, I've noticed a lot of times he puts up really good stats, but then we lose by a lot, and like his plus minus isn't very good. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I've seen this before with um, TJ Warren. So yeah, <laughs> it's he's also another guy like Josh Jackson who doesn't pass a whole lot, and you can just see no. like, okay, there's. 20 seconds left on the shot clock and Ubre has the ball and he's not looking up and oh 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 geez oh okay uh, and there, there's five seconds oh oh and Ubre gets to the rim and there's five guys on him oh okay yeah. you know I can call when Ubre's gonna shoot actually better and more often than I call Booker yeah you know, when Booker <laughs> catches it it seems like it's probably gonna go up but with Ubre, if he catches it within like a little over a foot of the three point line, if he drops the ball down and looks down low, yep. it's usually <laughs> it's, going straight up. Yep, yep. It's just straight up. Like it's you, you very can just pretty much put 
put bank on that. So yeah, I think we were really excited because Trevor Ariza was just standing there. Yeah, and Kelly Oubre at least plays basketball. <laughs> right. See, I was really hyped at the beginning too, but at this point, I'm more along the lines of, ah, oh, I can see why the Wizards did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like a fun guy to have in the locker room, though. Sure. And like, I don't know. The imagine him on. A, imagine him on a good team. Like he would add to a good team. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what he gets paid. It'll be it will fun be. to follow it that be. because all that contract money from a few years ago dried up and guys aren't going to be quite right, making those. Right. Well, and I want to go back to what you said about Jackson, Bridges, Warren, one of our wings getting moved. I think they're going to. One of those guys is going to get moved in this offseason. It's got to be Jackson, right? Jackson or Warren, and if I'm another NBA team, I want Jackson more. Younger, less money, more potential. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're in for a wild offseason. It will be interesting. And you know what? I have a feeling that we're going to sign some point guard, and we're all going to groan about it. We're going to be like, what, this dude? He's been around for forever. Yeah, he's been around forever. He's never been that great. But I think we just need a we need a guy that's just going to bring everything together. And I, it might not be sexy. Yeah, you know, it Tyler might not Johnson. be sexy. And it's not Tyler Johnson. <laughs> I know. Ooh, Tyler you know, Johnson the, has been rough. Mose from Mose is handsome, so, <laughs> but not not quite a yeah. sexy move. You know. Sexy Moe's, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're getting into some weird fan fiction okay. territory here. <laughs> I like it. Can we stretch Tyler Johnson after he accepts his player contract? Do you think that's a possibility? I don't know. I don't I'm know not sure. the contract well enough. That'd be rough if he were in his son's jersey all year next year. Except he just came off a really solid game that kept us relevant. Mm-hmm. Eh. That's that's for another day. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the game recaps and we'll start off with the Cavaliers game. And this was one where we looked pretty in it for most of it. A little bit. It was somewhat convincing. I don't even know anymore. I don't even remember what a win feels like, so I really can't yeah, even compare I, to that I, anymore. I don't either. And last week when David and I went through the upcoming games, I said, you know, the Cavs have 12 wins. If we're going to win another game, it's going to be this one. And David said, they have 12 wins. And I said, I know. I said, we have, I said, I know we have 11 wins. I'm (laughs) very aware, but this is, we don't get to play teams with 12 wins very often. So yeah, I was, I was kind of excited for this and, you're right, we did keep it close, and then all of a sudden you look up and, oh, yeah, okay, we're down by 15 again. To a That's terrible how she team. goes. Yeah. That's just Suns basketball. And something that was just so obnoxious in this game to me was the fact that we don't have a power forward. We played Bender for nine minutes in right. this one. Right. So we're we're throwing out a guy who has no right to be really down low banging for rebounds 
guarding in the post. We we don't have that. And honestly, Bender's the probably the best guy on our right. roster for that, which yes. is tough. But anyways, we don't play him there. And then the Cavs go out. They throw out Kevin Love and Zizic and Nance Jr. They're huge compared to us. Right. So what do they do? They throw it into the paint. And then what do we do? We double the ball. Like, oh, wow, we're actually moving. But mm-hmm. guess what? High-low, we don't rotate on defense. No, never. Still, right. we might never. Yeah. And we got abused in the high-low post in yes. an NBA game in yep. 2019. Mm-hmm. That happened. High school basketball right there. Yeah. And Devin Booker said, he's like, they ran the same play on us over and over and over and scored every time. Yep, and it was a high-low post sequence. I loved the high-low post sequence because I was high post when I did that. I loved the high post. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was frustrating. Oh, my gosh. Gonzaga runs that really well, though. So maybe I shouldn't say high school. Some colleges okay. do it. Gonzaga has a really nice high-low post thing. Yeah. But well, lower tiered conference college basketball. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Gonzaga is going to be number one when this podcast is released. Cause Duke Did Tennessee lost. lose or what? Tennessee lost earlier. Tennessee is ranked oh. like five right now. Duke, oh. Duke was one. Gonzaga was two. Duke just lost. And Gonzaga beat Pepperdine by a lot and then played BYU senior night. Ooh, Pepperdine. I know, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> but Gonzaga played BYU senior night and beat him 102 to 68. Oh. So Oh boy. Yeah, we'll be number 1 going into the conference tournaments. All right. Well, that's good. Let's go back to the Suns. Yeah, sorry. It's so much more fun to talk about Gonzaga. Yeah, winning basketball is fun. <laughs> it is fun. So we'll just uh, we'll hit that box score. Devin Booker had 37 assists, nine turnovers. That's tough. Honestly, like he's gonna get doubled so much for the rest of the season. Every time he comes, I would triple team Devin Booker at this. Triple team him? Why not? Yeah. If we don't have anyone that can make him pay other than Booker, and then Aiton might, but who knows? Uh, but then Ubre, as much as I just kind of smack talked him in the previous segment he had a good one 23 points four boards only one assist but then he had three steals and two blocks that's pretty solid i I can appreciate you gotta appreciate his effort if anything absolutely but when he's rocking off push-ups after he gets knocked down (laughs) well yeah when we're getting spanked i don't i don't care for that figure it out (laughs) that's right pitter patter Better batter, let's get at her and move on to the Hawks game. And, man, this was one where after we lost to the Cavs, I was feeling a little optimistic, you know, as a Suns fan does. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought, you know, maybe the Hawks, maybe we can get these guys. We put up a decent effort against them the last time we played. Maybe we can pull them together. They were on the back end of a back-to-back. And, you know, fell short in this one, too. Thankfully, though, let's just talk about Tyler Johnson for a minute because he finally showed up. He had a big game. He had 29 points, five boards, four assists, a couple steals. He was 10 for 16 from the floor, four for six from three. Got to the line six times. 
And this is exactly what I had heard from Heat fans right after this trade. They said Tyler Johnson will put up a great game. He'll go off. But then expect five or six poor games after that, and then maybe (laughs) he'll have another nice one. Kind of like that Alex Len effect. Oh, yeah. Don't miss that. It's a nice switcheroo. I, I don't know. But it was good to see him go off and... Hopefully for the rest of the season, maybe this sparked something and he just plays some good ball from here on out. Yeah, that would be nice, but I doubt it. I mm-hmm. Here's my thing with Tyler Johnson. Yeah, he had a good game, but can can we play Elia Kobo, please? Just a little bit? Like zero minutes in this game. Yeah, that's tough, and I think he only had nine in the night right. before. Elia Kobo needs to be playing. It's nice getting Melton back. It is. But I'd rather, at this point, why not just throw Melton and Okobo out there? Unless you're worried about killing their confidence. I don't know. Is that a thing at this point? Yeah, I would be worried about that, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, A good sign out of this game. I don't know if it was just a off night, a written off night for Jamal Crawford with his age and all that, but saw Daniels come in and play some minutes, which was nice. I was really excited to see him in there. Oddly enough, five points in six minutes. Like, dude gets it done. I guess. And I don't get as mad as him as I do at Crawford. No, Yeah, that's true. And, well, it's also nice because we don't have Troy Daniels trying to do way too much like last year. When he has been able to come in and the – 14 minutes he's played this season that's just a guess don't i don't want to see a little the more than that i want to see the comments wow this guy thinks troy daniels played 14 minutes this season he needs to check it's a, it's a joke okay <laughs> you you laugh but it's happened um in the limited amount of minutes that troy daniels has played this year he hasn't had to drive to i mean i'd love to see how many dribbles troy daniels has taken this season He's been able to shoot his threes, and I'm with you. I'd rather see him than Crawford. More dribbles, Bender or Daniels? Bender. It's got to be. Ooh. Yeah, I guess he had that streak. He was starting games and stuff. That was fun. Remember that? Yeah. Point Bender. Run Bender Bender. at the point. Why would you not? Just do it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if Ben Simmons can do it. (laughs) That's not a good comparison. Oh, it's a perfect comparison. (laughs) What, do you want me to compare him to Porzingis? Would that make you feel better? Yeah. Okay. The white Porzingis. White Porzingis. (laughs) Okay. So we're on a 17-game losing streak. Uh, I'm putting in as much effort on the Suns from here on out on the podcast until the season's over, I'd say. I can't wait for Summer League and the draft. I'm just looking like summer league now. I just want to go to Vegas at this point. It's not that's even true. about basketball anymore. I, that's a good point. Well, I mean, we still have fun and it's cool to walk around and just like see like David Aldridge just hanging out. Yeah. Like that's cool. David Aldridge right next to David McGraw. <laughs> summer league. That's the only place you can see the, that. That's history right there. That's going to be in the history books. Um, run into Lindsey Smith. I still haven't. Like, what up, Lindsey? Why have we not met? Yeah. Get Mitch on the outlet. The outlet. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Get him um, on there. Anyway, like, that's 
it's cool that the there's just like people walking around and being there is cool the atmosphere is cool but yeah i mean when i tell people i like to tell people you know oh yeah we we go to vegas every year for summer league and it's a lot of fun we stay for a while we we hang out you know none of us are big partiers or drinkers or anything but the first night that we're there we like to have a little bit of fun and I lose some money on video poker and you know we do that one time and then we you know kind of relax and listen to the 600 song playlist that we made and you know that we do some fun stuff I mean, it's just like hanging out with friends in Las Vegas. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun just running into people who you know, like they're there. So obviously, they're a big NBA fan. So you yeah, can start up a cool. conversation with nearly anybody. Yeah, and yeah, have a we good one. we did that a couple times, and I remember we it was like the first first or second game we went to last year, and we sat down, and I was like, the guy's sitting next to like a few seats over, but next to us, I'm like, he seems important. He's got some kind of pass. I was able to see his pass said Rob Hannigan on it. I'm like, so I looked his name up, and he's like the former GM of the Magic or something. Yeah, we sat next to that guy. Didn't say a word to him, but we were right next to him. What's the dude's name on Silicon Valley? The rich guy? Uh, the Three Comma Club. Yeah, um, what's his name? What is his name? Is it not the name that you just said? Wait, did I? am I mixing this up? I hope so. I'm going to look it up right now. That would be funny. Russ Hanneman. Oh, so I was right. Really uh, close. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Making the world a better place. Making the world a better place. <laughs> All right. So, let's move it on. We've got the Heat. We've got the Pelicans. We've got the Lakers. What are you looking forward to in those games, Mitch? The jersey swap between Booker and Dwayne Wade. And then Booker getting shut down for the rest of the season after Shut that. down? You think that's the good point to do it? You know that's what's... way you can swap it. I said then... that last week. I, I could totally see it. I'm excited to see the Pelicans in their trash fire of a situation. Makes yeah. me feel a little bit better. I mean, Anthony Davis is still going to drop like 45 and 15 on us, but like yep. he won't be Aiden, happy about it. Aiton can dominate. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, it's probably a good thing that the Heat aren't playing here in Phoenix because there'd be a good chance that uh, D Wade and the Gorilla would be swapping jerseys. That's a good point. Yeah, he went with Benny the Bull. Probably would do it with Go the Gorilla. I, I bet he would choose Booker. Him and Booker like each other. Yeah. I think. I'm just being salty. No, it's a good thing it's not here because I might wear a Kelly Olynyk Gonzaga jersey to that game. Oh, gross. <laughs> and, okay, I am excited, though. As bad as the team is, I still do like going to the games, and we haven't had a home game in, like, a month. So It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, the Pelicans game, like, that'll be cool. It'll be cool to be able to say I saw Anthony Davis play for the Pelicans when he, like, throughout this situation that'll be kind of cool 
And we have really good seats to yell at him if we, we do. Oh, yeah. I need to start getting some material prepared for that. Oh, you were so spicy the game before All-Star break. Oh, I know. You were getting real <laughs> spicy, and then we had to go on break. That's tough. I know. I hope I you can get back to it. that point. I, I probably can. Yeah. Knock off the rust in a hurry, I bet. So, Lakers game, though, there's another one where we get to sit behind the bench surrounded by Lakers fans. Yeah, that's not fun. That's that's not a whole lot of fun, but it's always nice to see LeBron. That's true. And they're in an interesting spot, too, of like not put, potentially not making the playoffs. I would love for the Lakers to not make the playoffs. Oh, I as a Suns fan, yes. Yeah, you know? so that's an interesting situation, at least. How good would that be if they didn't? Because as soon as the season finishes, they'd be in the same boat as us, but just with the worst draft pick. Yeah. Really? Uh, You didn't accomplish much more? The wins don't really matter at that point, so. That would be great. I I think they're going to make it, though. That'd be a Phoenix W. (laughs) That would, for sure. For sure. You think they will make it? I do, yeah. I mean, LeBron said he's going to turn it on, and unlike DeAndre Ayton, when LeBron says he's going to turn it on, he actually does turn it on. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of 30 and 30 point triple doubles. And I just, maybe, I don't, sort of thing. right. And I don't think the Clippers are in the position to maintain their playoff spot. So that's true. Yeah. Even though they made us look pretty bad the other They did, but nice everyone way. makes us look bad. So, yeah. oh, yeah. Say that. Oh yeah, we're the Suns. Yep. Uh, but no, for real, it's, and this is just what other people have been talking about. But it will be interesting to see who gets the one seed in the West because it's looking like if the Lakers do get in, it's pretty likely that they would be the eight seed. So it's like if the Nuggets get the one seed, and then the LeBron Ooh. Lakers like. That's a chance for the Lakers to win that series because yeah, the Nuggets that's a, are so inexperienced. and yeah. That's the type of danger that I don't like. Right. I don't either. And I like that Nuggets team. I know you you and David don't, but I do like them. So, You know, they're kind of wearing on me. I like talking smack about Jokic, but I actually do like him. Yeah. I love watching him play. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Do I think he's kind of a baby? Yeah. He, he has the body of like an adult a fat baby, baby. <laughs> and it's it's always like encouraging to see guys like that be really good at basketball <laughs> yeah it's very true <laughs> i mean the summer the king of summer league jack cooley <laughs> we go nuts see that broad-shouldered son of a gun just bullying people around down in the paint oh i love it oh i know it Oh, yeah. Summer League MVP, Jack. Can't wait to see. Jack, what up, man? We'll see you this summer. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we've been on a non-sports topic for a while, but it's time for my favorite section of the show, the non-sports plugs. We're going to keep it simple this week. It's a question that I came up with before we started recording. What do you like to do to feel better when the suns make you sad? I just cry. (laughs) I've cut down on the crying, actually. I just cry until I feel a little better. <laughs> for real, though, do you have one tip for Suns fans who are ang- wallowing in anguish for this season? Honestly, the one thing 
that always helps me out and honestly it used to be going to tankathon and seeing us <laughs> pop up at the top oh, of the water that doesn't even do it for me anymore. that's been making it worse i did that the other day and i was like oh no the thing that i'd probably do is fire up 2k mm. or or even uh basketball gm that online gm game that's pretty cool too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'd fire one of those up get the current sun's roster on there make a make a couple tweaks that make me feel better about the team and then watching some w's pile in that that's something that i do like to do mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one i like to watch gonzaga because they win um but sometimes i have to just like tear myself away from basketball altogether and even if that means like watching hockey or just another sport in general or uh sleeping i sleep a lot when well i shouldn't say a lot my schedule is really busy but sleeping is always good um yeah just finding something other than basketball it's kind of hard because we've got to like pay a lot of attention and i have a lot of games to watch each week and when you go to the games i still love it but yeah finding something to detach from basketball i want to get back into cooking again maybe i'll do oh yeah you honestly though i don't mind i don't mind just watching a good basketball game every once in a while because like we watch a ton of suns games and that kind of cuts into some other casual viewing nba games right but every once in a while if there's not a suns game I'll turn on I'll turn on TNT and watch whatever's going on and it's a little rejuvenating to see basketball being played at a high level between two game two teams which makes for a good game. Right. That's nice. We don't get we don't we don't get a ton of that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the other thing, I have to give a huge shout out. I was gone this whole weekend for the St. Mary's Basilica Euphra retreat. Come join us if you're a Catholic young adult between the ages of 18 and 35. St. Mary's Basilica, downtown Phoenix. So much fun. Um, Yeah, we went on a retreat last weekend, and it was great. It was... I I actually missed a Suns game for it. I couldn't believe it. But, um, yeah, it was great. I didn't... uh, This is one thing that I, I had a goal. For all day Saturday, I didn't want to use my phone at all. And I, I, I accomplished that, and it was great. It was really it was scary. Hard. I know. Normally I know. on the weekends, you're tossing at least a meme per minute. <laughs> Not per minute. <laughs> a meme uh, per yeah. hour on the weekend. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I didn't I hear know. from you all day. I was a little nervous. It was, it was different, but it was really nice to... I mean, I never knew what time it was, which was kind of difficult because people would be like, what are we doing now? And I'm like, I don't know what time is it, <laughs> but, um, no, it was, so you great. really, you really went back in time and you didn't yeah. even have a watch, Hold, no watch, no, wow. Phone. I wanted to be completely detached and I was, wow. and it was awesome. Yeah. Did you wear shoes? I did wear shoes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But. Underwear? Try it. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So still modern, but just no electronics. I wore, yes. Okay. Well, people wore clothes in the old days. Before Cloaks? No clothes. <laughs> Clothing. Oh. Okay. I guess tunics. The, some people did wear cloaks and tunics. Yeah, but some people still wear that stuff today. Yeah, that's true. Okay. 
I'm done here. Are you done here? <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I'm so okay. tired. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. It's pretty late. We need to wrap it up. That's for sure. Uh, you know, stick around. Maybe the Suns win a game or two for the rest of the year. That'd feel good. Wait, what? Just one. One, please. Nah. Anyways, hit us up on Twitter, at Sunny and PHX. Pod. Pod. Sunny and PHX. At Sunny and PHX Pod. Absolutely, that's right. Instagram, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quit talking now, and the music's going to come in and go Suns.